Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with the executive editor of Newsbusters, your host, Tim Graham. Hello and welcome. It's Ash Wednesday, but at Newsbusters, every Wednesday is sort of Dana Bash Wednesday. Maybe? I don't Jeremy Bash Wednesday? Generally Media Bash Wednesday. It is what we do. Joining us today to discuss many happenings is Kevin Tober, the night guy. He's not the night train. Nick Fondacaro's the night train. Yeah. I don't have a nickname for you yet. No, I think Nick- Captain Rutgers. No, that's a- no, please don't. <laughs> All right. So, Kevin, we were uh, having this chat about Professor Jason Johnson. The idea that this hothead is a professor. I would not want to be in this guy's class, but he's a journalism professor and he's one of the biggest hotheads on MSNBC, which I guess makes him a natural to guest host the readout, which I call the freakout. Uh, anyway, uh, he was having some chat about DeSantis, and Lord knows, Joy Reid, I mean, the things she has to say about DeSantis, they're wild, they're crazy. We can get into that in a minute. Uh, somehow, we got into this notion that Florida is basically crystal meth and alligators. Check this out. In my view, there are three states yet you can't really run from if you're trying to win across America. You run from New York, you're too crazy, you're liberal. You run from California, you're too crazy, you're liberal, you're trying to make sure I can't get plastic straws. You run from Florida, it's all crystal meth and alligators, right? Like, I mean, that's, that's what people think. And I'm not saying that that's the case. I'm saying those are sort of the national reputations of those states. So when you see Ron DeSantis running and claiming that he's going to do for America what he's done in Florida, it seems like that'd be a problem. Now, Kevin, I know he's trying to say, oh, conservatives have this cartoon of the blue states, so here's my cartoon. But Florida is a recent red state. I mean, yeah. Florida was a, a battleground swing state. It's only that DeSantis has really made it look like a red state just in the last couple of years, and suddenly now it's some sort of bad episode of Miami Vice. Yeah, well, if... Florida is the land of alligators and crystal meth, or crystal meth and alligators. How bad do these liberal states have to be that they people would want to flee to the to Florida? Oh, crystal well, this meth is and alligators. This is a good point. You know, it's it's. Uh, I thought you were going to say if Florida is crystal meth and alligators, what on earth is New Jersey? <laughs> yeah, no comment. Sorry, Kevin. No comment. <laughs> Yes, well, Wisconsin's the land of, I don't know, Cocaine Cow? Jeez. There's a movie. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, this is this is this problem we've had. Uh, one of the things that's been happening today is Andrea Mitchell apologized at the end of her show um, for basically lying that Ron DeSantis was going to, you know, forbid the teaching of slavery when she was interviewing the vice president of the United States. It would have been nice to think the vice president of the United States would have corrected Andrea in real time. Yeah. But, well, Andrea, that might be overstating it. I don't we never really expect the MS the Democrats to correct MSNBC anchors when they're getting on a big bender. Yeah. Right? I mean, I guess we wouldn't expect Republicans to say, well, wait, Fox News host, you might be a little over the top. Uh, but it, it, this one was just horrendously bad. And there's just been this whole tendency where they've, they've just so badly mischaracterized 
what uh, what Florida's trying to teach the kids. Yeah, exactly. And I saw about an hour ago, as of the time that we're recording, which is around 2.30 in the afternoon, uh, Brian Griffin, yes. press secretary from, for uh, Ron DeSantis, sent out an email to NBC and saying that, you know, we're not going to be, and I guess this was prior to her apologizing. He's mm-hmm. like, we're not going to have you on. We're not going to have DeSantis let DeSantis go on the show. Any of MSNBC or NBC um, or any of their affiliate groups CNBC. until she apologizes. And she did. And I just replied or retweeted. I said, uh, I would argue even if she does apologize, this should be the standard response because it's not like MSNBC or NBC is going to change. They're not going to – if it's not this, you know, Ron DeSantis goes on tomorrow now that she's apologized for Hypothetically, you really think they're going to give him a fair shot? No. Yeah, I think I'm. Mean, it's going to be a. Hit. It's I, be a I would agree with you, Kevin. In that, in that, it's. I think every Republican voter wants a governor or a senator or a presidential candidate to say, "Once you've lied about me like this, I'm not coming back on until I get an apology." Yeah. Let's face it. Is anybody worse in American society about correcting their errors or saying sorry than journalists? Exactly. So um, absolutely, politicians ought to say, when I feel like you've really lied about something, it's it's different to say, oh, you described Larry Hogan as a conservative. You know, things that people would try to argue are, are an opinion. Yeah. And then there's, you know, or Alyssa Fair as a conservative. <laughs> um, okay. So <laughs> so then there's the, but there's the matter of, this was so obviously false. It's one yeah. thing to say um, the governor shouldn't be dictating, you know, which page of the history book to teach or whatever, you know, where they've tried to say this is big government. No, they're basically trying to say if you have a set of educational standards, a governor of a state who's in charge of education, should a public education, should be able to say, well, here's some things that we think the way you should teach it. Um, but obviously teachers and their teachers' unions uh, are like the media. They expect that they're going to win every battle, they, and, they, and they're mad when they have to have a battle. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, Jason Johnson, you would think, oh, Jory's out. Okay, skip it. But no, he was just as... Vile as she is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm tried, not surprised. And he tried to have it kind of play both ways. Oh, well, you know, people would say from New York, you're you're a crazy liberal and, you know, too liberal. And then, you know, California, you're too crazy and liberal and you want to ban plastic straws, yada, yada. And he goes like, oh, well, people think in Florida is all crystal meth and alligators. I mean, who believes that, actually? Like, I would argue that those New York and California descriptions are much more... Accurate. Well, well, certainly if you're talking about they want to ban plastic straws, I yeah. think that isn't that the case in California? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, the plastic straw thing. But I've been to Florida many times, and I've yet I've never seen crystal meth, and I only think I've only seen alligator once. So, yeah, no, I've seen lizards. That's what freaked me out. We yeah. went to Key West, and we were like, "There's little lizards in the house. How did that happen?" Yeah, my uncle has a place in Lake, uh, or did, or maybe he still does, Lake Worth. It's right by Palm Beach, and he's uh, there's like lizards. Cl- Climbing on the walls behind the door. Well, see, yeah, That's you don't funny. You, stuff you don't find in Wisconsin, no, uh, or Jersey. Also on the readout, the freakout. Uh, historian Michael Beschloss. Now, this is one of those things that now, when they have historians on television, you're basically like, oh, mm-hmm. 
You know, it used to be the historians came on television to say, well, Donald Trump reminds us of the the following autocrats. Yeah. Hitler, Stalin, Mao, Fidel Castro. Um, uh, now it's like Biden is JFK, FDR, Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, so in this case, it was Biden going to Ukraine. Let's take a listen. Yeah, I think what Biden did today goes straight through two centuries of proud American history. Uh, just what you said earlier, uh, Joy, presidents, you know, let's, let's say that LBJ and Nixon used to go to Vietnam, but they'd appear on an American air base that was pretty well controlled. To find a, a day of this kind of presidential bravery in a war zone, you've got to go all the way back to 1864, July, when Abraham Lincoln as president went to see Confederate soldiers who were firing on Washington, D.C., uh, on the brink of taking it over. And literally, uh, Lincoln got up and some guy behind him who didn't know it was the president said, get down, you fool. And, and Lincoln turned around and I wouldn't have liked to be that guy seeing the president's face of, of disdain uh, asking who the guy was. But Lincoln was there to show determination to see the Civil War through. Now, it's one thing to say, oh, it was brave of him to go to Ukraine. But I mean, they make it sound like he's G.I. Joe, which he's never been G.I. Joe. He's yeah. never served. Took he, five deferments from Vietnam. And right, serving. right. He claimed asthma, but well, again, if you're so brave, you know, go ahead. What did they call Dick Cheney when he was vice president? I mean, these, the same Democrats. Darth were, Vader? Called, well, not, well was that, that too. Was that one of them? Yeah, what, what was the other one? Five deferments Cheney. Oh. Uh, yeah, same thing. But see, that's the double standard, is that, oh, he's a Republican, so him not serving in Vietnam is worse than a Democrat not serving in Vietnam. Yeah. And all I'm saying is, uh, it's it's just crazy when they're trying to say, well, Cheney's bad and Biden's good. Cheney's Darth Vader and Biden's JFK. And that's what just bothers me about this. And of course, we as modern-day conservatives would say, nobody should want to be JFK. Yeah, exactly. Although, you know, these days, JFK looks probably like a, a right-winger. Yeah, or like a moderate Republican. Yeah, probably. Um, if he had lived, he would have been more like Ted, I think. Yeah, that's interesting. I always wonder that. But. Just It's sort of like Martin Luther King would have been Jesse Jackson if he had lived. I mean, to some probably, degree, yeah. the Democrats kept moving left. And, you know, look yeah. at where they were by 72. Uh, sure. They were over there with George McGovern and, uh, you know, kind of rooting for America to lose in Vietnam, you know. So why would you want to serve in Vietnam when we when you don't want us to win? Yeah. And keep in mind, uh, for contrast for our, for our listeners who don't remember this, Michael Beschlot the same guy who back about a week or so before the midterms. Yes, thank you. Was going off on how, you know, if Republicans win, it's end of democracy and your kids may be killed and your family members may be killed and... It's going to be a horrible dictatorship. and So it's just he has no – any credibility he ever had is gone out the window. He is – Well, Kevin, I'm old enough to remember when Bachelos was one of these PBS NewsHour historians and Uh was, you know, very restrained and academic. Um, And he's nothing like that. It's just like you suggest. I mean – he he went from suggesting if you vote for the Republicans in the midterms, your kids may get killed to then being angry that anyone would fight with Joe Biden at the State of the Union. Yeah. And it's like, um, those don't match. And then this whole notion that you're going to compare him to Lincoln during the Civil War. I mean, this is where it's 
And of course, they loved comparing Obama to Lincoln since they were both quote unquote from Illinois. Uh, you know, and it, it, it's the sort of thing where it's like, would you stop trying to compare him to Lincoln? Obviously, if Trump would, you know, Trump was at the Lincoln Memorial basically saying, I've done more for the blacks than Lincoln probably or something, <laughs> you know, and they're going to make fun of that. But yeah. it's like they can then turn around and say Biden is like Lincoln. No. I'm not buying it. That and this is where I just say definitely not. this is not. This is not, uh, this is an advertisement. This is a commercial or an infomercial. When he comes on the air, there ought to be some sort of like, you know, start putting the dollar signs on screen. I mean, he's paid to be on MSNBC. Maybe he's not being paid by Biden. Or when it says a story on the Chiron, just put an asterisk. Yeah. Not really. Well, again, it's like, I don't know if Beschloss is writing speeches. We know John Meacham's writing speeches for Biden or has. Yeah. But these guys are all sort of on retainer. You know, they're all, uh, they all seem like Biden advisors. And, you know, it used to be that when you would advise a president, then you're not supposed to come out and discuss the president, um, uh, at least without people knowing you're an advisor. This was obviously the George Will uh, advised Reagan before the 1984 debates and then came out and said he performed like a thoroughbred. And then that became a scandal later on when they figured out that Will had actually helped prep him in the debates. There's nothing like that for John Meacham today, that he can write speeches about Biden saving the soul of the nation and then... Yeah, or calling Biden Mr. Smooth after the State of the Union. I mean, right. he's just a... And then there's Douglas Brinkley, who was also in this category when Biden went to Ukraine comparing it to JFK and and whatnot. It's it's so yes, basically, you know, where are the historians who aren't? I mean, obviously there's some serious historians that I mean, historians of Lincoln, who if you said, is Biden like Lincoln, they'd be like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then there's uh one of the things that that we like to do at Newsbusters from time to time is actually say, hey, this was a pretty good question. Yep. It's a surprise, but we want to make sure we don't ignore them. You know, we could be really cynical and say, well, don't show them doing something you like. Don't make people, I got, we got that on the Twitter from people. Margaret Brennan is a hack. Don't congratulate what she said. Well, on Sunday, she put Bernie Sanders on, who's got a book out about uh, how you can be angry at capitalism. And uh, Margaret Brennan had uh, the audacity to suggest uh, you're kind of making money on this book, pal. Listen. But I have to ask you, you're going on tour to promote this book. It's okay to be angry about capitalism. And you're here talking about it. I understand we're not the bad guys you're, you're describing in the book when it comes to media, but tickets for your tour apparently are selling for $95 on Ticketmaster, which is con- accused of anti-competitive behavior. You know that some of your Democrats are criticizing them. Aren't you benefiting yourself no, from this system I, that you're all, trying to dismantle? First of all, those decisions are made totally by the publisher and the bookseller. Uh, you know, I think this is funny anytime uh, socialists sell tickets for $75 a yeah. pop or whatever it is. It's just hilarious. And so, um, you know, I, it's one of those things where you say, well, do you really have to get, award them points because this is what they're supposed to do? For everyone, exactly. But, but they don't, and it's un, you know we blog it because it's newsworthy when they are doing something they're supposed to be doing. I mean that's part of it. Absolutely. Um, like wow, and you know sometimes the ones where they do well 
they click better on our site than the ones where they're not. Yes, we should. People are like, wow. There's the insider note for today, and that is uh, the real challenge for us at Newsbusters is people come to the website and get depressed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, shoot, you know, oh, it's so terrible out there. You know, and obviously when the news media is half responsible, we don't report on it. So you can have a worse opinion of the media if you're only absorbing the media through our criticism. Uh, You know, there's a lot of things in the media we don't write about because they're just fine. But, uh, yeah, it is true that when we have something where either Republican schools media person, that does very well. Yeah, like my McCarthy one is still doing really well right now. That's that's sort of our inside joke here. It's like if you use the word schools in a headline, you must really be going for the gold, you know, and and it better live up to it, you know. Yes. Oh, McCarthy schools PBS reporter. Yep. She had it coming. She did. Um, and, uh, and people would say, oh, I thought the PBS reporters are all nice. Well, she was just very persistent, you know, the way liberals are with Republicans. Yeah, with Democrats, they just roll over for you. Yeah, I mean, the it's... Ring. Right. It's, it's, and, and that's boring. But, uh, yes, in this case, when, when a Republican, uh, when a Democrat gets a hard question, it's, it's always a little shocking, and it's, it is worth noting. And uh, we should re- recommend to you that, uh, yeah, Jake Tapper had a segment about... Wajahat Ali and Mady Hassan ripping yep. Nikki Haley like she's somehow the Manchurian candidate of white supremacists. Yeah. So so that's good. So we want to tell you those things when they happen. Yeah. But it, yeah, this Brennan thing, um, where Brennan points out, rightly so, that the, many of these tickets are going for $95 on Ticketmaster. And the fact that he's using Ticketmaster after the controversy with Taylor Swift is another thing that she brought up. Oh, good. She mentioned she's, you know, you know, Ticketmaster, which is accused of anti-competitive behavior. You know that some of your Democrats are criticizing them. And she's like, yeah, aren't, and this, this, was, this was the line that really sold it. Aren't you benefiting yourself from the system that you're trying to dismantle? Correct. No, that's that's especially good because just using the word dismantle. Yeah, because he gets, he's a socialist, right? So and, he, and you know, Bernie Sanders is the same guy who has like five or six, three, three, three residences, three now, okay. three. Yeah. Yes, I think it was Kerry that had more than that. I okay. mean, McCain had five. I got my socialist mixed up. Yes, so. but it, it, look, but this is but this is an, an interesting point, which is if you are a a member of Congress. And especially if you're a member of Congress who wants to run for president, yeah, don't have three or four or five houses. I mean, how how hard is that? <laughs> yeah, you should basically have one in D.C. and one where the state you're from. Yeah, so you know, be maybe two, for, so be D.C. But yeah, socialist has it's a totally different standard for a socialist. Yeah. you know, but uh, you know, McCain married into money. So did John Kerry. So I mean, that's that's yeah. how that happened. And he's been in politics since he got out of college. So where where'd you get this money from? Bernie Sanders hasn't had a a real job, you know, and he didn't marry into money. This is pure, yeah, yeah making money from being a socialist. And yeah. so that 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 was a good question. Now, you know, yes, he also went on The View where they seemed very concerned that he was going to look like a socialist. I'm like, what do you mean you're worried he's going to look like a socialist? Have he you is. been have you been paying no attention? I mean, Joy Behar basically said she got aroused by him because he's a socialist. So I don't know where that's coming from. But uh, it, it's God. something. Now, the uh, not many people watch Who's Talking to Chris Wallace. Because when it comes to the question, most people are like, 
I don't really care who's talking to Chris Wallace. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I would rather watch Stanley Tucci, you know, eating pasta in Italy. That that's the show on CNN. I'll I'll actually I'll sign up for that one. Okay. I might watch it again, you know. Yeah. Oh, let's see what they did there in Puglia. Anyway, the uh Chris Wallace had Alejandro Mayorkas on. Now, to me, the most noteworthy part was where he asked him about impeachment. And we'll get to that in a second. But this, again, is one of those things where Chris Wallace actually was like Fox News Sunday Chris Wallace. Yeah. And I wrote my piece. I said it seems like Chris Wallace hasn't completely sold out to a CNN CNN puppet master's Chris Licht. Well, and it was funny because, well, and uh, look, you could argue Chris Licht is not a puppet master the way Zucker. Zucker was totally True. a puppet master. True. Zucker was in your earpiece telling you how to ask the question. Precisely. You know, they reported that in the New York Times. And then Z- Zucker told Jake Tapper what to say yeah. to Kellyanne Conway, which should be mildly embarrassing for Jake Tapper. See, we said a nice thing about him. Then we turned around and did the other thing. Exactly. We call balls and strikes here at Newsbusters. That's basically the way it works. So, you know, in this case... He's just bringing the truth. The, the border does not look secure, Mr. Secretary. And, and that's that's all well and good. Now, what was funnier was basically when uh, he started asking about impeachment. Do you take the prospect of Republicans pushing for impeachment seriously? He said, yes, I do, which he should, and that's probably the right answer. Yeah. And, and he, then— And he's like— how. Wallace also says, how seriously do you take these calls for your impeachment? And and noted how he would be the first cabinet secretary to be impeached since 1876. Yeah, I mean, which it's... I think is Grant was president? Yeah, I believe Grant was president. Yes. Yeah. So, Scott, um, Whitlock would, Scott Whitlock would be proud. He, yep. And, and well, he loves Ulysses Grant. Yeah, that's yeah. why I said he'd be proud. Yeah. Not many people are specialists in presidents from Andrew Johnson to uh, Grover Cleveland or William McKinley. Yeah. But the, you know, it... it it's very rare for, for there even to be talk of impeaching a cabinet secretary. You know, we've, we have had cases of, of scandals where you, you, you thump him to resign, but, you know, and that does happen, and people resign. Yeah. Um, but, there, but it's rare that there's actually an impeachment. But I just thought it was funny when he said to the, I think they have a point or whatever, and he tried to say, what was his, what was his words for how he described the border was a... Uh, oh, it was, he said... By what measure is it secure? And Mayorker said, there's not really a common de- definition of that. Yeah, well, th- okay. So, which is <laughs> was which is really what sold me on writing this angle. Yeah. I know you, you, you and I kind of disagreed on, not totally, I think the, the Wallace impeachment stuff was good too. But I thought like, not a common definition? What? Well, this is the interesting thing, whereas, yes, the, the, again, we're doing insider baseball today, but yeah. it's, it's a question of which part of the interview do you like more? Yeah. And... Uh, uh, but uh, Mayorkas was trying to say to Wallace in the impeachment answer was that there was something that, oh, we have migration challenges. I think that was what it was. Yeah, and he's blaming... That are global. He's saying, you know, with our good, the, the great Biden economy, apparently, yes. is driving people to America, which is funny in, in and of itself. Well, and, it, and he's also made point that, oh, yeah, we handled the pandemic better than the other country in the world. Huh? And, yeah. Under Trump? <laughs> no, he's talking about... Oh, he, about, mean, he means now. Yeah, now, of course. Well, then, if that was the case, why did the border surge, like, the minute that he was inaugurated, right? Exactly. So, I mean, I think that there is a... 
the 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 really mean more Fox News question that that you could ask. Um, it's the sort of a, a question CNN would ask of Trump, and that is, um, are you trying to stop the border surge, or are you really not? You know, are you yeah. really like no? We like this level of immigration, um, and and that I think can be asked, but. I, for him to try to say, well, these are migration challenges that are global. Well, yes, there is global migration, but for heaven's sake, it is a it is a much bigger problem in the United States now than it was in the United States during the last president. And that's where the yeah. American people are going to make a political judgment here, and they're not going to say, well, you know, I was going to vote against Biden, and then it occurred to me there's lots of migration into France. Yeah, I uh, just because we're... Very, we find we think accuracy is very important here at Newsbusters. What he actually said, Mayorkas, I misquoted him um, off the top of my head. Um, he said, "Not in, it wasn't any country in the world; it was any country south of Mexico." He said, "We have progressed in conquering the pandemic far more than the countries to the south of Mexico." Ah, uh, so all right, still. Well, I haven't studied the COVID response in Nicaragua. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe we can't be too judgy. But again. Yeah. These are very political answers. I mean, it's interesting to me, Kevin, because I thought, well, this Who's Talking to Chris Wallace seems like a Larry King type show, you know, where there's a lot of celebrities. Um, he does kind of have the more long form interviews, which Levin, I think, has really got this started. Well, um, I mean, Larry King back in the day did them, but they were so light. And he, yeah. obviously, Larry King's questioning was the kind of thing where. Um, he tried his whole approach was to ask questions that they he thought the average viewer would want asked. Yeah. So they were often quite dumb. Yeah. Uh, one of the funniest things I recall now, I'm gonna I'm gonna date myself, is he's got and on set here, George and Laura Bush, George is on the left. <laughs> and you're like, I think people can figure out which one is which. You, get, you, you gotta show me that video after this. Uh, so you know, I mean, it's it, so yes, Chris Wallace's show probably better than Larry King's show back in the day, but uh, but it's it's not a high rated show. I mean, nothing on CNN is a high rated show, yeah, and they're especially bad on the weekends. Hey, let's close with this Jen Saki, Jen Saki getting a show after Simone Sanders has a show and Al Sharpton has a show. I mean, it's like I remember when MSNBC's weekend lineup was like. Shows about prisons. I think that I remember that too. I'm old enough. To, yeah, there's probably better ratings than they're going to get with this these people. I think so. Yeah, like Catch a Predator and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, they go from Jonathan Capehart, and I mean, my goodness, you know. But I, it, you know, I, it's I don't have anything against Jen Psaki having a show on MSNBC other than everybody else. What's really comical about it is the way that the lefty Twitter is all like. Chuck Todd shouldn't be hosting Meet the Press. It should be Jen Psaki. So they're basically like, we basically want a smarter Joe Biden to be the moderator of all the Sunday shows. Well, you want actual state media is what they yeah. want. Yeah. They're, I mean, liberal Twitter's quite explicit. Yeah. I know you and I go uh, talk about that every, every once in a while on Sundays when, when Chuck Todd does one of the things where he actually does his job properly and li liberal which Twitter- isn't, Which isn't common. Not but yeah. common, but- they want complete obedience 100% of the time. So like the 10% of the time that he actually does his job, Chuck Todd will be trending on Twitter and Tim will send me in a G, a G chat 
Like, oh, here we go, sir. Well, and it's the like, libs are upset. Anytime they're an, melting. Anytime an NBC or MSNBC personality is trending on Twitter, yeah. Andrea Mitchell, Katie Turr, doesn't matter. It's always like they should just go to Fox. They're or just, it, the only exception is Monday nights when it says Maddow and Maddow. Oh, well, yes. Maddow's back. Yeah, because all the libs are very excited. Well, but, I mean that that would actually we would have to blog that if liberal Twitter. Maddow's trending, and they're all like, Rachel Maddow should just go to Fox. That would be a moment. That would be a... <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that would be like the apocalypse. That would be quite something. Yeah, that would be... <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So if you want a, a website that doesn't think Chuck Todd and Andrea Mitchell are crazy right-wingers, you come to Newsbusters once, twice, 24, 24 times, times a day. day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.